Welcome, my love, to the Living for Christ podcast. I'm your host, Anastasia, aka Anna Empowers, here to more deeply understand with you the rich fullness of God. Because when you understand your creator, you understand his creation, yourself, his world, all that he designed for you to be. God led me out of self-sabotage and insecurity and the new age deception by breaking chains that bound me to my past. And that is my mission here today with you to help you in him and in him alone break chains that bind you to your past, break chains of shame, of insecurity, of self-sabotage in him. So together we can be humbled and surrender to his glorious love and unleash the gifts that he willed for us to bring into his world for him and his glory, not for ourselves. He wants to guide you. He wants to pour into you. He wants to heal you like he's healed so many aspects of my life. When I didn't even seek him at first, God is so good, so patient, so perfectly loving. On this podcast, you'll receive inspiring stories and experiences and mistakes I've made all along the way, plus the unique perspectives of thought leaders on faith-based life and faith-based business so that you can amplify your faith in God's work in your own life. God wants you to store the unique gifts, talents, and ideas that he gave you. He sanctifies and clarifies your unique design the more you come to know and walk with him. God is the strength that I lean on every day to be made into a better steward, servant, wife, and woman for his glory. I am so excited to welcome Yudita here today. We met completely spontaneously here on the beautiful internet, and she's just such a gorgeous soul. She is a new earth business mentor. She's very into some of the same concepts that we talk about a lot here, like shadow work and that kind of inner work and how that specifically feeds into your business, how that comes up in business and how to move through these like inner obstacles as well as probably some of the outer kind of logistic stuff in business. So welcome, Yudita. Hi. Wow. Okay. I like the way you present it. And I- <laughs> and I love that you introduced me not another way around because I'm always like how to do it in a straightforward way, you know? That's always a puzzle, I think, for us. <laughs> Absolutely. I feel like it's so difficult to boil down a whole person and even like your work in this world in a sentence, in a title, in one description. So I think that's always a challenge because we're so much more than that, right? Like you're so much more than a new earth business mentor. You're so much more than shadow work. You're so much more than any one of these things. I'd love to hear you, Dita, kind of how you got started in your work and your story behind what you're doing right now in your business. The thing that I observe since... I started is that I firstly feel like I need to do something in a certain way and then I can put better words in it, more precise words to it. Now, yeah, I keep saying that I help you ground new earth businesses. I was doing it in a intuitive way. I was doing for some years in parallel two very different activities. So I was developing myself as a project manager, working on a big project. So I was learning more and more business. And in parallel, practically saying, I think it was the same year when I awakened myself. 
So something clicked within me and I completely started to perceive life around me, within me, different way. In my external world, nothing extraordinary happened, but I was having this sadness, this kind of depression mode going up and down. Now I know it was since I was a kid, but I was not aware of it. I was just constantly fed up with myself that I keep finding myself unhappy. Even though I travel more, I get to know more people, I have better jobs, I have some boyfriends or I don't have them, I have girlfriends going into different kind of hobbies. I was finding myself in kind of same corner. Again, kind of depressed, sad and happy. So that was for quite some years when I was developing myself in this, we can say, spiritual mode, like really owning who I am and how I feel. And I was developing myself as a project manager. However, three years since that first moment, I found myself again on a burnout. And I was really struggling to be myself in a work environment. And besides, you know, giving you all the details of that, I finally faced the situation when I had to really understand what I need. And I was putting on the edge of, okay, you did something must change. You can't ignore yourself any longer. So when I finally had some time for myself, and I finally understood having some inner visions, I literally saw a vision during meditation. And I saw this elderly woman and she was crying out of gratitude. And she was crying out of gratitude because she was doing something with her hands, some, some crafts. And some way in this vision, that, that's the way I understood it. I did something. I helped her some way that instead of earning very little money, she earned much more because I connected her with the world. And thanks to that, she started to live a very dignified life. She could move from a very poor conditions of living into a beautiful house. So that was the very first moment when I understood my mission, but I had no idea how to put it in practice. <laughs> in the end, when I took a decision, I need to do something on my own. I sat down and I simply wrote down all the things I know and how I can put them into practice towards this elderly lady from the vision in order to make it happen more and more. Wow, what a story. That was beautiful. I didn't even know about your vision too. That's spectacular that you said that came in meditation. Yeah, it came in meditation because I was asking for this mission of mine for some years, literally from the moment when I awakened myself, because I always felt that I need to have this higher purpose to feel better. I know it's not only about that, but it's very important part of me and it is really helping me. There are so many ways I can get out there and show myself to the world and what kind of offers I can bring to the table. But this vision of this elderly woman is like kind of bringing me, okay, so why I do it and towards which way I am, you know, showing up myself to the world. Mm, that's wonderful. So you said that you had some trouble at first with the how, like, okay, this is my purpose, but how do I actually bring it into the world? How did things progress from there? Like, how did you end up figuring that out over time? At first, it was working on listening to myself because the reason I burned out so much was that I was having already this vision. I was hearing the inner voice that, Yudita, it's time to do something on your own. The longer I was ignoring it, these inner voices, 
and my body was hurting me so much and I was really miserable. The shift came when I started to really listen and follow this inner voice. It was gradually, it's not like one day, but I gradually learned more and more, listen to this inner voice, listen to my heart. The second thing that I understood was to open my company. And literally when I decided I'm leaving my previous employer and I'm opening my company, I knew that, that I'm opening company and I knew I have a, I have a mission and that was it. And I was kind of terrified and I was doubting how can I decide on that when I don't even have a details of it, but I trusted, I trusted I need to ground myself with decision that I will do it. And then I simply one day used my project management skills and I drafted foundation of my company offer based on who I was and things I knew I can share and things of that I could create my first offer. So it was, you know, gradually trusting myself, but also getting there into action. So doing this step by step. And I was just starting sharing with people, hey guys, this is what I do. This is what I can help with. And that started with the first customers. And I like sharing this story because I think oftentimes my customers as well, they're like, Yudita, but how can you even start it? Like you just write your first offer and start to speak about it. And that's it. Sometimes it's just this one, one step. I absolutely love that because so many times we can overthink and I did this for a long time. I I think I wanted when it came to the business, right? So how I got started is I first just started sharing my story. I started sharing like my experience, what happened to me and, and healing my depression. And then when I went in the direction of wanting to do coaching, I suppose with it, I think I got stuck. I got, I started wondering about the right steps, the right action, right? Overthinking that started paying for lots of mentorship, lots of courses on the subject, that sort of thing, which is super helpful. But I think I overconsumed information. Like it wasn't until I met one of my friends here in Denver. Her name is Susie, who's also a business owner. And we would meet and we would talk and she would mirror back to me how much it is I know. She would tell me like, wow, you know so much. She would see me as a mentor. So it's for her in business. And I thought that was absurd because in terms of the action, I wasn't doing it. Like I wasn't really running my business. I wasn't really in it. And I certainly wasn't far ahead of her in that. But in the knowledge, I knew so much. And that was what clicked for me. I'm like, ah, I don't need to know more. I don't need to know more to act. And it sounds like for you, what's so beautiful is you acted pretty quickly. And then like you said, it was this building of trust. It was experimenting. It was learning along the way, which is the entrepreneurial path. But so many of us, I think, especially as women, are afraid of making the wrong move, the wrong step. And I'm so happy you're sharing this as well, because this is kind of typical pitfall with my customers that they're like, Yudita, but now I have to go for so many certifications and I am not against certifications, but I'm also a fan of do use what you have, especially that, you know, I'm 34 and I know a lot already. I, I will be learning my whole life, but we keep thinking that we don't know enough. And maybe I think the reason I, kind of started very quickly. One thing I have this ent entrepreneurship skill within me, even though I never run a business, this is something I always dreamt of when I was very little, even though no one 
in my environment was having business, like it was nothing common. And on the other hand, I was having this kind of blockages. I need to learn more. I need to study more when I was an employee. Until very, I think, few months before I opened my business, I passed PMP certification. So it is very important certifications for certifications for project managers. Mm-hmm. And I remember this feeling like, oh my God, until I won't have this certification, I don't, I never feel like a good project manager. So I was struggling with this diminishing thought. Until I passed it and I was like, what just happened? It was so theoretical. It has nothing to do with the reality. So I learned so much more doing than, than learning in my head to pass this exam. Uh, and that gave me this kind of last push to finally own what I already know. And, and just use it. And it's amazing what you're saying about your friend telling you how much you already know. Because back then, my coworker, I was sharing with her all my views on self-development, spirituality, uh, how I see the world. And she was like, you did not do something with it. And I, and I was like, yeah, but, but what? Like, what can I do with my words? Like, this is not tangible, you know? So that was also a moment for me before. Mm, beautiful. Yeah, I feel like it also has to do with this self-worth piece of I will be more worthy when I get a certification. I will be more worthy when I make a certain amount of money in my business, then I'll be a real business owner. I will be more worthy when I work with a certain number of clients. All these external metrics for our value that actually when you get there, like you said, like when you got the certification, it didn't actually change your value, your worth, your knowledge all that much. Like you just were still you. <laughs> and I think that's that's kind of the wounding we often bring to business. And I mean, to life, I have to show up in my conception journey. I found myself last week in this space of what does it say about me that we haven't conceived yet? What does it say about me and whether I'm worthy, whether I deserve a baby? What am I doing wrong? That line of thinking. And I, I feel like when we have that self-worth wound, which most of us do, it comes up in different areas in our lives, but especially where we have the most question marks, where we have the most uncertainty, or we have the least confidence, right? So especially in new new business ventures, when we're just starting our businesses, we haven't really taken on the identity yet of business owner. We haven't taken on the identity of entrepreneur. And some people have that imposter syndrome for a really long time. Like other people, like my friend looked at me like I was a business owner and entrepreneur, but I didn't yet. So it's this aspect of identity and worth, like being worthy of that identity and walking in it. Yeah, exactly. And what really is that I'm observing in my ecosystem, but I also work on that maybe on different level, but I also work on that is to take yourself seriously. Come on, own it. Because if you want to bring clients, if you want to feel even needed, we can say this way, right? Rewarded, recognized. You must be the first one to show up yourself, to treat your idea very seriously. And this is what I always speak about with my community. Like you have idea because sometimes this idea, like my, my vision, right? It took me some time to do something about it. And I observe, for example, my fiance, when he's 
passionate about something, he invests so much in it. He has the best features. When I started to run half marathons, firstly, I bought shoes for 50 zloty, which is like $10. And great, I did it anyway. I was, you know, doing this for years, but I was like, why I didn't bought more expensive ones? Because I didn't believe at first that I could be a good runner and I was a good one. This is what we are doing in our businesses and with ideas for the businesses. We don't treat them as seriously as we should, I think. Mm, that's so beautiful. I feel like who's going to believe in you? Who, What clients will believe in you? What people will believe in you enough to become your clients and, until you do, right? It's Unless you're sold on yourself, unless you're sold on your idea, it's going to be so difficult to sell somebody else because they're going to feel that even if you say all the right things, quote unquote, you follow a whole script, maybe even on like how to sell, what have you, it doesn't matter because your energy will be felt like we are so much more intuitive and so much more in tune with that energy than people realize, like no matter who you are, it's just automatic. It's how nature operates. So of course, if you're not sold on yourself, if you don't realize that you're a big freaking deal, then no one else is going to believe it either. These ideas are divine ideas. These are like divine aspects of the divine that want to come through you. How cool is that? How honored are you that these ideas chose you and want you to birth them into the world? Like take yourself out of it for a second and realize that this is a privilege. This is, this is such an honor to get to speak on these concepts that we speak on, to get to share these ideas. And I mean, if you don't share it, somebody else probably will, but they chose you for a reason. You're obviously here for a reason. You're getting these insights and these intuitive pulls for a reason. And without you carrying this work out into the world, the world won't be the same. The world won't unfold in the way that it is meant to. So how selfish to keep them to yourself. Yeah, I always repeat that. When you catch yourself on kind of, oh my God, what people will say if, if I say I want to do it, like maybe... Okay, let's put it on pause. It's difficult sometimes to like yourself, like when you're on the glowing moment. But think about people in this synchronized universe. If you have this talent, if you have this potential, they are literally waiting for you to learn that, that you are somewhere there. You, you can be their medicine. And I think that can really motivate you in the moments when you're like, maybe that's today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you're inner safety mechanisms, your inner critic, she wants you to stay the same. She wants you to stay where it's safe. So of course, she's going to tell you, oh, you need this, you need the certification, you need to learn more before you act because it's scary in the unknown. It's scary and unfamiliar. And I'm curious, Yudita, how did you maybe overcome or walk with that inner critic? What kind of growth and work did you do on the inside? throughout this entrepreneurship journey? Oh, I keep thinking about, because I'm running my business for a year and a half, it's a lot and not a lot. And I, I observed that whatever I didn't work through within me before that, it is like kind of being on intensive course with my business because it, it brings to the surface everything. It's like next to my relation with my partner, it's the biggest challenge but also the biggest love of my life, like next to relation with me and my partner. So I keep working on that and I keep observing whatever is coming, like 
Maybe I have less customers. Maybe I earn less money. Maybe someone even says wants to buy something from me or people are amazed by what I am sharing. So doesn't matter the reaction, the type of reaction, if it's rather positive or rather ne- negative, thinking in, in dual world. I literally observe myself. Th- that's one thing. And I observe, I let w- whatever are feelings there or physical symptoms in my body and or in my head, I keep learning myself to let it feel, but I keep learning myself not to judge it and play observator for myself. And I think that's the most powerful thing that I can do for myself. And I also, I am courageous. So I was never shy to share my truth, but I observe myself how I keep learning to receive abundance. When I shared my ebook, New Earth Businesses, it was, for example, much easier for me to share it for free than for money. It was a huge process for me. And at first I started to write it and I did it very early in my business. So theoretically, I could knew nothing about new businesses, but but I had to trust it that this is kind of my inner wisdom. And I trusted and I was like, okay, just play. You are a writer. You don't know what will happen. But I finished it very quickly and I published it and I put it on site. Like I put it off because I saw how much struggle it caused me. But I also trusted that there will be a moment when I will get back to this topic. And it did a few months later. And I received so many beautiful opinions about that. But for example, when I started receiving money from it, I was literally feeling the stomach ache and I was crying. I, I had this very strong feeling that I shouldn't take money from it. So I learned it. I keep learning. Okay, you get paid for one book, for second, for third, and at hundred, it's like normal, you know? So. I keep experiencing very different kind of situations in my business and I keep getting used to it and observing myself in, in that process. This is simply observing yourself and growing yourself in relation with any kind of thing or, or person. Yes. I love what you said about entrepreneurship being this big mirror you didn't put it exactly this way but this big mirror that intensifies all the stuff that you didn't work on prior to entering this business world and what I heard you say in terms of how you've been moving through it is when you do get triggered when something does come up you allow it to be there you allow it to be in your body you just observe it you take this kind of detached observer stance to it with compassion, with allowing, like, you're welcome here. It's okay for me to feel this way. It's okay for these sensations in my body to exist, as well as just continuing to notice what it is that's coming up, what it is that's being triggered in the business and being curious about it. I I feel like you have this deep sense of curiosity about yourself, about the world and trust in yourself, in the world. Like there is this really trust rooted in you that I think is rare that not a lot of us have this deep level of trust. I'm really curious if you can kind of backtrack to how that developed in you or if that's kind of always been there. I think it's such a beautiful quality. (laughs) Wow. We would have to get back to my, you know, very early years of living. I was extremely shy person. I couldn't even speak to my 
colleagues from, from class. So I was that shy. I was deeply convinced that I'm ugly. I was deeply convinced that I'm stupid because I was born late and I was not catching up on the lessons with the teacher. I was very down, missing so much confidence on every level. So the starting was very struggling. However, what I remember since the very first of my conscious living, that I was very curious. I didn't like where I was describing more or less what I just said, but I was always curious what is curious what is behind the corner. Like this was since I remember. So that led me to many discoveries. Like even, you know, starting with my twin, like, okay, let's go and be scouts. Okay, let's go and join this camp. Okay, and like first time when I went abroad, I just literally found on Gumtree the offer. I bought tickets for the bus because I couldn't afford plane, even if it's two hours from Warsaw. And I just went to this bus with lots of luck. The family was amazing and it was all good, but I was very courageous to do that. And this is the way I developed. Like I developed by experiencing and this curiosity is always bigger within me than me being scared or even missing confidence in executing something. And then confidence come with the experience. So I think that's how I operate since I remember even when I was very much missing confidence. Yeah, and my consciousness was on lower level, obviously. These are such profound lessons, love. I love it. So you started off in this kind of unconfident, like extremely shy, right? Extremely, I would say maybe insecure place, but that curiosity was always stronger. That curiosity you always followed. And I think that's a lot of what we often lose is this curiosity or trusting the curiosity or following the curiosity. And I think something major that you touched on also is the idea that clarity, confidence, competence, which then leads to confidence, these develop through experimentation. They develop through action, not thought. Something Marie Forleo, also a coach, says that clarity comes from engagement, not thought. So where I was sitting around, like thinking, thinking, thinking how to do business, once I actually started doing business, I grew internally, meaning in my competency and my ability to run a business so much more rapidly than I did in like the two years I sat around thinking about it because... There are so many things you will never think of until you live it, until you experience it. So that's wonderful that you had that wisdom already like coursing through you and leading you in that way. Yeah, I'm observing myself being again in kind of transformation mode. Like when I was going through different kind of breakups with romantic partners, I remember always this thought like there is no other way than success. And I met my partner in the end and, and we are, you know, um, building relationship. And I was observing kind of down moment with my business at the beginning of the year. And now I'm also observing what is happening, you know, in my ecosystem. And literally a week ago, I went to the woman's circle and I took a card and it was said, just go all in. You meant to be successful. And it was kind of funny, and but I also took it seriously because I was like, come on, I'm super courageous. What more can I do, you know? But 
I think that card was specifically for me for this down moment. There is no other way than to be successful, like it meant to be. So that's, I think, is something uh, I was having within me, even through different kinds of struggles. Yeah, and I love that sign. I feel like when we're in this flow, when we're in this courageous flow, where we're following that trust, that intuition, that curiosity, that we get stuff like this in our life all the time. I feel like we enter this divine stream where we are in communication with that divine essence of ours. I feel like the more we clear up the gunk, the fear, the shame, the pain in our hearts. And part of that is grounding it in right through this action that you're talking about, this courageous action that then overrides that and disproves it. For me, for example, one of the things I was doing in my business was I was running. I would just stop working other than with my clients. So I would stop doing anything else in my business, social media, all of that. Whenever I would build momentum, whenever my visibility would start to increase. And of course, like on a logic level, we want visibility, we want to be seen, we want to grow on social media, all of that. But it was subconsciously terrifying for me because more people are going to see me. Therefore, higher chance, higher likelihood of A, judgment, B, rejection, and C, observing me in my imperfection, observing my mistakes, somebody noticing my mistakes, my imperfections. And growing up, I received this message, message, which is very much part of Russian culture and probably like former Soviet culture as well as a whole, that I have to do it perfectly or not at all. Like I have to do it. Mm. I have to be the best or perfect at something or I shouldn't try at all. And you see this, like, I think in American culture, we see this in Russian piano teachers, Russian ballet teachers. Like you see that culture kind of sprinkle in, in that yes. way. But that's kind of, for me, that was kind of the culture at large that I grew up in. That was the thinking. So I, I took that with me into adulthood and in my business, it manifests as even in my life, even before my business, I would be this way with like job interviews, all this stuff that if I'm not in a perfect state, if I'm not like high energy and super clear headed and basically in the best state I can be in internally, then I shouldn't show up at all. I shouldn't post on social media. I shouldn't create anything. I should just wait until that perfect day comes again because I can't give it my all if I'm not at my best, which is obviously a false narrative and like what even is your best, right? But what I realized in setting my business up in a different way in the last year is I would show up on my imperfect days and then I would watch back the video or the content from that day. And I'm like, this is brilliant. While in my head, while I was recording it, I was like, I'm not making any sense. This is horrible. This is not going to help anyone. All these mean thoughts that turned out to be untrue. And what I learned is through that action, through showing up in that imperfection, I was dis proving those fears. I was showing myself and showing those parts of myself that were afraid that, hey, it's safe to show up in this way. And actually you produce some great stuff in these other states when you have a migraine, when you're tired. And it doesn't mean you have to like force yourself. That's a different thing of like letting your body rest. But when I don't need rest, but instead I'm just like not at my very best and I want to run that like, making myself show up in those moments proved to those scared parts of me that it's okay, that I'm actually better, more competent than I ever thought I was. Anastasia, I'm so happy that you're saying this today. And I kind of felt that this topic would come up because most of my customers are customers that are 
literally have even no idea what they could do other than corporate life. And I know how to work with them. I can, you know, you can give me 10 people and I can work with them and I can work with them to the moment when they will know what they can do based on who they are and what they learned. That's one thing. But then the other big momentum for them comes when I work with them on the moment to show up and they are paralyzed. And oftentimes for them, the first breakthrough moment is, for example, come to my interview, to my podcast. And it's, it's a whole process. Really, it's, it's really healing process. Come to my interview as a first one. And I always recommended them watch yourself, just watch yourself. And the thing is that myself with many challenges, like there are lots of them. I kind of liked myself. I always liked my voice. I always dreamed about working in a radio station. So I was like, Oh, this is me, you know? So luckily I, at least that one was covered. <laughs> However, during last days, I was having this very, very strong voice in me, like, oh, Yudita, because you're not so amazed, because you're not so in fire, because, you know, first year of my business, everything was fresh new. So I was showing up in different energy. It's not a discovery for me. It's like, okay, there it is. I'm resharing, right? And that moment grew in my head, this this critical, this critic force, like, Yudita, this is idiotic, like, you know, ah, you know, so the voice was loud and loud. And in the end, what I did literally today, first of all, I meditated and I was like, okay, what is it? Just show up to me. It was like, come on, I know it is not me. It's somehow stopping me. So I literally observed that this is energy of doubt and energy of doubt has nothing to do with the truth. Because it's, it's different when you can be centered, centered within yourself and really observe and reflect what can be done uh, differently. That's fine. But this energy of doubt is really taking away from you the truth, practically saying. And I let it go. And today I had to do something that I was asking my customers to do. I re-listened to all the podcast episodes, which I was so convinced that I should delete all of them, which normally never happened. And I did the same. I listened to it. I was like, this is good stuff. So my inner voice was literally kind of, you know, disappearing. And I recommend it always to do, to confront it. Because if you imagine to do something and how it would be, you will never confront it. And even your head can't experience how amazing you are in practice. Mm, yeah, I love that. I'm curious to know more also about going back to grounding in new earth businesses. How do you define the grounding in peace? What does that mean to you? We can look at it from very, from multiple perspectives. We can break it into mission, into how you take care of yourself. But I think the best way to distinguish it is Along with awakening process, we are evolving. So we are awakening. So we're, we are getting out of amnesia. We are connected with our hearts. So we start to feel that there is energy and energy is endless. So we tap into this. Oh my God. If someone tells me there is not enough, this is just a sentence. It's not a final truth, for example. 
So following this logic and also observing me transitioning, instead of being in amnesia and being led by a fear, you are starting to tap into you are a free person no matter what. You are safe no matter what. You are not a victim. You start to be start to be accountable. So you are in charge. So you are not set how you should, for example, do your business. You can be inspired, but you are in the end the authority. You are also getting out of this energy of luck. You are getting into energy of abundance. It's completely, completely different word. So giving you just few examples because we can rewrite whole dictionary of the business. Instead of having a, a competition, you understand, you feel like, come on, there is enough for everybody. And if there are more people like me, that's even better because we have so much work to do on this mother earth. And you know that your people will find you and like you, you, you don't have to be in this, in this competition of catching enough customers because you know, in the end, it even, it, it doesn't even make sense. Another example, when I was told you need to serve your customers, customers is always right. No, it's not. <laughs> because when you tap into the energy of love and, and evolving in your consciousness, you understand that we are all partners. We don't need to be treated as a slavers by our customers. We don't need to allow that. We can be partners. We can discuss and agree like in any healthy relationship. And it's freeing, not for us only, but also for our customers. So I can give you more and more examples, but in general, it starts from you tapping into your heart, understanding what you want to truly share with the world. But then when you sh show up to the world with your mission, then your private life, how you treat yourself, how you run your day will be influencing how you are showing up to your business, how you're setting up the boundaries with your customers. Mm, yes, I love what you said, especially around the partnership between yourself and your customers. That it's not they're in control and they're always right and they're on a pedestal. And it's also not that you're in control and you have this authority over them that you are, I mean, you are an expert, but that you're not, you're not their parent. You're not their like boss. You are in this equal partnership. What I see so much in some of that more old school approach to business and especially coaching and mentoring is that like, I'm above you. I'm an authority on this topic that I'm coaching you on and you are less than. You know less than I do. You are behind in terms of like where you are in your business or in your life. And I'm ahead and not only does that do obviously the client a disservice, you're disempowering them if you hold them to that. But also like a lot of clients come to you assuming that if you're that type of coach, like you obviously attract the type of client, but also you are then going to be held responsible as an authority. Like if something is going wrong in our country, we're going to hold the politicians responsible because they are the authority. They have power over us over the country. If we are in a partnership, okay, let's work together and figure this out together. Let's see what we can do differently. What do you suggest, right? I was talking to a therapist um, recently who also has moved into the coaching sphere for a variety of different reasons, but mainly freedom, right? There's this, you have to 
answered as authority when you're a therapist. You have to answer to the board. So there's a lot of restrictions. So she moved into coaching for that reason. I see this trend a lot right now. And she was talking about how in the therapy space, there's a lot of this, a lot of this disempowerment of the patient, a lot of this like victimhood that you create or even just support in that's already existing in the patient and how she was sick of that. And she said something really profound. She said that I am just one decision away from being where you are. I am just one decision away from being on the opposite side of this Zoom from being on that couch right there where you are. We are not all that different. I am not all that different from my clients. In fact, I learn from them every step of the way. (laughs) Do you have any good stories of like what your clients have taught you along the way? Oh, yeah. This is also synchronized. This is what I love because in the old earth, we've been taught that we have this hierarchy, which is really big a burden for everyone because it was this picture that there is some saint in the church and that person was perfect. No, it wasn't. It was beautiful person experiencing life. We can expect from that person is being perfect. And for us, thinking that there is this saint and I am far from it, I must hate myself. That could be a narrative from the old earth. And in the new earth, it's so beautiful because, yeah, we are just one step ahead or even I could sometimes say different perspective because I can be your kind of leader, giving you a space, guiding you, supporting you how to ground your business. Then I go to my first customer. She's a graphic designer. So she advised to me how I should manage my graphics. What is also beautiful when you are consciously running your business especially in our field, whatever is happening in my life, it's like a few days later with my customers. <laughs> in summer, I was so strongly encouraged to let go. Play with your sister on the blanket like you did when you were kids. And I literally did that with her. And it was so joyful to get back to this kid feeling like I can just play for playing. I don't have to think how I want to make money out of it because we have such a huge pressure. And then a few days later, like in a sequence, all of my customers, I talk with them, we we check what is happening. And obviously, surprise, surprise, I feel that I need to also share with them that message and they also need to go for holidays or it's advised, obviously, not need. It's so synchronized. And one more beautiful thing, I guess you could observe it too, that oftentimes during my sessions, I am healed as well. How is this even possible? I've been paid. How can I be healed in, in, in parallel? But this is how it works. When you go in this flow, when you are led by intuition, by higher guidance, there is enough. Like this is the abundant way of living and working as well. Yes, we are so interconnected. I find the same exact thing. Absolutely. I'm healed by every single client I ever work with. They come to me always in the exact perfect time where I'm going through something that is so aligned with where their wisdom is or what they're going through. And we teach each other as much as I am leading them and I'm teaching them like techniques that they didn't know before. And I'm giving the perspectives they didn't have. They are also giving me perspectives I didn't have every single time, every single time. Absolutely. You said something about taking the pressure off and have fun play, right? What I found recently is 
that pressure is the enemy of pleasure. Like pressure takes away all the pleasure of life, the pleasure of entrepreneurship. Like this is supposed to be fun. Usually when we go into business, it's so that we can be free, so that we are not now accountable to some boss we don't like, to some company we don't care about, so that we're actually doing fulfilling fun work in this world that lights our soul up. But sometimes somewhere along the way, we make it a job. We put the same sort of constrictions and rules around it that we're used to, that we're familiar with from jobs we've had. We make it the same sort of structure because it's what we know. But if we take the pressure off and we do allow our heart and soul to lead, once we clear that stuff out so our heart and soul can lead, that's the work I do, right? Once that's clear and it can clearly lead, it can speak, we can hear our heart, then that's going to lead us in that fun, fulfilling direction. It's It doesn't have to be so hard. We don't have to overthink it. We don't have to put pressure on it. We don't have to put rules on it. It's meant to be fun. Yeah, exactly the month that I described to you that I was very strongly working with that energy and I call it energy of creativity. And I had one customer and I was kind of even intimidated by her because she was this businesswoman with marketing brand. Inner thoughts were like, why she came to me, you know? And she asked me question, Yudita, how can I connect with my heart in my business? How can I create out of heart in my business? And my answer was create outside of your business. And that was a moment when I also introduced a very important factor of what I'm doing besides grounding your business, putting your offer. I put one step before that to firstly connect with your creativity. Because we've been taught since we were very kids, we were very little, they were asking us who you want to be when you will be a grown up. And you need to have fives in all the lessons because you will be someone important. If not, you will be stupid digging holes, you know, for sure. You for those this. of you who aren't from Eastern Europe or Russia, a five is an A. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> We've been having this pressure about making money before we even finished being kids. That's that's crazy when I realized that. So what I do, I encourage people and I also learn it with myself constantly because digging into creativity is endless and it's amazing. So I encourage people to, you know, take Canva, take some paintings and just paint. Don't even put some idea what you want to paint. Just observe the process. And I invite you to do it with writing, with recording. And this is such a healing process because it's not really about the goal. It's really about being in it, being in it, being in it. In some moment, it will click for you that from one hand, you will recognize the blockages that you've been taught. Like you shouldn't be a writer, only Szymborska. She's a famous Polish author. Szymborska can write. Like you shouldn't be an artist because artists are poor. So you can observe and heal these blockages, but also you can let yourself create. For example, myself, a few years ago, I was in a hunger to paint, but I didn't really want to paint in this structure. I wanted experience of freedom with painting. And I learned about, I don't know if you heard of it, Vedic art. This is a methodology of intuitive painting. 
So I was painting four days in a row with some very, very subtle instructions. And it was like, wow, I am amazing. And I also let myself create. And I realized that everyone can create whatever they want. When I published my book, the very thing that was so amazing for me was to hearing these voices of women when they read my book, they were like, ah, you know, you did that. I, okay, I will admit it now. Just between two of us. You know, I was thinking that maybe I could write a book too. And they're like, yes, write a book. Like everyone has inspiring story. And I think we are so blocked because you must choose one profession and you stick to it and you must be professional and perfect. And we can keep exploring that. So when you do that on a ritual outside of the business, it will be so much easier for you to also keep it in your business because you bring this childhood memory of creating for creation that's it and that's that's the moment when the most beautiful things are coming oh yes I agree a hundred percent I feel like what's been a big breakthrough for me and how I see life with less pressure is that life is your art you can't mess up your art right you can't mess up your painting your art form and your whole life is your canvas your whole life your business included your relationships and whatever else you choose to do in your life is your art so that pressure of oh you well you want to be when you grow up you got to make sure that you know you're a doctor so you can make money or whatever it is like that's one pressure i had is to go into medicine my dad was in medicine so you got to make sure you do a certain thing and there's a right way and a wrong way, right? That mentality, A, is dead and B, isn't serving you. It's just adding pressure to your life. And you're trying to contort yourself into a box that you weren't made for because your your life is your art and you can't mess up your art. And one thing that I'm going to challenge anyone listening here today to do this week, maybe even today, if you can do it, is do something completely random this week, like something completely illogical. Maybe you can make soap this weekend or make a candle or paint or go to a random place near you, like a random town you've never been to with no plan and just see what happens. That's going to spark that creativity back in you. Yeah, this is what I always advise. I love it. I love it. And just wanted to add something to that. When I have new ideas, I have this like, oh my God, what if that won't work out? And then I hear the answer back in my inner voice. Check for yourself, then you will know. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like, is that just check, okay? Yeah. Play <laughs> you can experiment. wander around. Like, play experiment. Play detective. Like, <laughs> yeah, I love that. What do you suggest for someone who has a hard time hearing that inner voice, has a hard time hearing that? encouraging voice that guiding voice that you're talking about right now i always invite people to play with intuition because i know it's difficult maybe you even hear your intuition but the voice is asking you to jump to do something so huge that you're terrified so i like speaking about intuition like building relationship One exercise, which I love telling you, and I I used to do it as well, and sometimes I do it for fun. (laughs) Get out from home, just go for a walk. But every time you reach the corner, ask yourself, 
left or right, and just hear the first answer, just trust that the answer is answer, and just go. And this is so amazing because it's really safe. One thing I did, and that's also, I think, great idea. One time I just went out, I said to my intuition, I want to eat Chinese today. And I was driving with my car, you know, left, right, left, right. And I was literally sure that I'm lost and it doesn't make sense. Like, okay, maybe it didn't work. And that intuition took me to the ugliest mall. I was like, really? And really at the end, at the end, when I was sure that that's the last shop I'm going to pass by, there was this Chinese restaurant. Wow. Yes. That's why I encourage people to play this way because you're not risking, but you can learn that intuition really works for you in this playful way. So you can get used to, oh, you're here and you, you are not my best. Okay. So let's check, right? You know, like having a boyfriend, you know, you don't want to marry him in, in one day, but <laughs> you will go on a date and see if he's nice to you, you know? Mm. Beautiful. You're building trust. Oh my gosh, you're brilliant. Building trust in a way where there are really low stakes. Not much can go wrong. You might waste some time. That's the risk, right? You probably won't. You're probably going to develop trust and find some magical things along the way. But worst case scenario, you waste some time, you go nowhere, you go home. That's the worst thing that can happen. Best case scenario, you develop your intuition. Your divine voice gets louder. Your soul gets louder. You get led in a new way in your life. You can trust yourself. You you can stop calling your mom for advice, calling your friend for advice. You can trust <laughs> your own voice and trust that it's going to keep you safe and guided. I love that story of the Chinese food. That is so cool. Oh. And you can simply have fun because look, we are so in our heads and I know it's difficult to not be in our heads. So when you do that, it's like, it's pointless. So I think your head is not really fighting with you in that moment. It's just joyful. That's a really good point too, that your head doesn't really have an opinion in that moment. It's like, okay, this is fine. <laughs> yeah. I don't really care like, what happens. <laughs> yeah. That's, <laughs> What's that's so cool. And then your head can relax into not being that CEO role, not being that leader in your life because it's not meant to, right? It's meant to advise once in a while. It's meant to help guide, but it's not meant to be the guide. Really your heart, your body, your soul is meant to be in the driver's seat and your head is just meant to advise once in a while, but we've totally reversed it in our society where our head is the primary way we make decisions, the primary way We go through life. It's really in the driver's seat. And by doing these sorts of fun exercises where the stakes are really low, that's what you can discover that you can actually trust your body. You can actually trust your heart, your intuition again. Oh my gosh, I love that. I'm about to run a program all about pleasure and body. And this is so ah. beautifully aligned. It's really about getting You can like take this exercise. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like. That would be so fun. Oh, you did it. This has been such a beautiful conversation. If you could offer one piece of advice or wisdom to leave our listeners with, what would it be? Don't be so hard on yourself. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter if you're going in your through your high or through your low. If you are feeling like, oh my God, how did I find myself here? Or you're so scared about next steps. I invite you to just stop. You know, sometimes it's enough just for three minutes or minutes 
just imagine everything what you're going through is just a game because in some way it is you know and imagine that you put a pause and it's like okay this hero this character is experiencing this and that okay taking this as information not as opinion to be created around that. I think that really helps in any kind of situation you're finding yourself. Oh, that's so, so beautiful. Thank you. I remember, this is so silly. I remember this one Harry Potter game I had for GameCube. It was uh, based on the second (laughs) movies, the second Harry Potter movie. And there was a GameCube game that I had in my childhood. And there was this one level. You had to jump across these library bookcases and there was this one jump that was really big and really difficult and I just got so frustrated and I put the game down for a while and I walked away and then when I came back to it it became so much easier this distance this perspective and also knowing this isn't my life I can I can step back it's not that serious it's a silly game I'm jumping from bookcases how fun how ridiculous like I'm gonna go have a cup of tea now Applying the same to the art form that is your life, applying the same to your life in the grander sense. Also, I think knowing that I'm 27 years old, like that I have so much life ahead of me, even looking back to when we're in like middle school, high school, the world seems so small and the problems we face seem so big and permanent. And then we look back from our 20s even and we're like that was so so silly so little like so not a big deal because our life is so excuse me our life is so much more than that our life is so much more than any one moment one day even one year even a decade our life is many decades and who knows how long we're gonna live but it is it is this long game and I think that's something we forget in business a lot too it's that we're not here for a $10,000 a week or whatever your goal is. We're here for maybe a lifelong or at least a decades long business. Like if this is your life's work, you're not here to like make a bunch of money and quit. <laughs> it's not a job you're looking to retire for from. It's your life's work you're pouring your soul into. It's your art. It's your fun. It's your joy. So keep playing with it. Yeah. And what I would add to that what I learned during first year of business, even theoretically, I knew that, but you know, it's always tricky getting into deeper and deeper understanding because in my ebook, which I wrote really during first few months of my business, I liked comparing relation with business like relation with kids, even though I'm not a mother yet, but this is the way I imagine it. If you love it with all your heart, you love your mission. You will do everything to be successful. You really care about your customers. You're like, oh my God, I love it. I would give everything to it. But you will never be it. That was very tricky because I knew that. And when I look back at first year, I'm like, here I sacrificed myself. Here I sacrificed myself. Mm, okay, we need to take some steps and work on it. So I think it's very important to not get lost in that's lesson learned for me, not get lost in like my mission is me. No, it's not like that. You is you and you're the most important. And when you are taken care of, you will be able to do other things like fulfilling your mission. I think Mm -hmm. that's 
that was very like I knew it. I always worked on that, but this year was like, okay, you did that, but there are some other layers to that. Check on that. <laughs> so that would be my advice, especially to people that are just starting and having this. Oh my god! Oh my god! My mission. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I think it goes right back full circle to the very beginning of our time together today, in the introduction that. I can't possibly summarize all of who you are in a sentence because even your business, I don't even think I could summarize your business in a sentence, but even if I could, that's not even all of who you are. I think that's vital to remember. I think you said it so beautifully. Yudita, if people want to connect with you, if people want to learn from you, where can they find more of your work? How can they support you today? I'm the most active on Instagram. I will share the link if that's okay, so they could find me. So I'm very active there. I also run my own business where I share my my wisdom, but I also like inviting people for this kind of kind of conversations as we're having today. And following that, I am I am extremely creative. Uh, so I cannot tell you I do one thing, but currently what I'm doing, I'm running master classes. One of the reasons which is still available for rewatch is burnout way out. So for the moment when you really like having questions about, oh my God, I, I run out of energy. The closest one that is coming up is to answer the question, what am I good at? So really going into talents, because that's also a very big part to really know your talents and be like, oh my God, I'm great at that. So then you can get out to the world. And obviously, you can work with me on sessions one-on-one when we can start literally from the moment when you are like, okay, I quit, but what next? So these are my typical customers, not only, because we are simply working on your relation with your business, with energy of money, energy of creativity as the reflection of what is there for you to work on. And we can put some action in your business as, as a result. Wonderful. Oh my gosh, I'm going to dive deeper into your world after this, especially (laughs) energy of money as it relates to your business. I feel like that's very topical for me right now, but this has been so beautiful. Yudita, thank you. Thank you so much for being here. It was such a pleasure and an honor to have you here. Likewise. Thank you. It's so nice. It's kind of relaxing because quite often I am the one holding a space. So it's relaxing when, um, when you invited me uh, and we could speak passionately as we do always. So thank you for that. That was really relaxing, but inspiring at the same moment. Thank you for listening, my love. I'm so grateful for you. And I hope you took something powerful away from today's episode. If you haven't already, hit the follow button so you never miss a new episode. And if this episode felt valuable to you, go ahead and leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts so that other children of God like you can find this podcast so we can reach more people. If we haven't met yet, I would love to meet you. Go over to my Instagram at Anna Empowers and say hi, send me a message. I'd love to chat with you. Also head over to my website at AnnaEmpowers.com to dive deeper and explore both free and paid offerings God has been pouring through me to serve you so that you can ditch those shackles of conditioning and your past and step deeper into the stewardship God has called 
you to remember that God holds all the power. He created us to lean on him, not to do it on our own. He created you wonderfully and beautifully as an integral piece of his kingdom here on earth. So steward your gifts with purpose. I love you so much and I'll see you in the next episode.